Welcome to the Celebration Sessions, a podcast unpacking life, loss and love. As I step further into the world of celebrancy, I want to share my journey as I learn more about just what makes us tick, how we fall in love, how we celebrate the milestones we mark and how we can talk about the inevitable loss we'll meet along the way. Alongside that, this is my reminder of how important it is now more than ever to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on this journey. This is the Celebration Sessions podcast. Hello there, welcome along. How you doing? The Celebration Sessions with myself, Connor Clear. Delighted you're tuned in. Thank you so much for hitting play or hitting download on whatever platform it is that you are tuning in today. Now, exciting stuff. This is the first episode since the first six episodes landed. So I just want to take a little short moment uh, to say thank you so much. I've been getting such great feedback, amazing support, really nice messages and uh, encouragement as well. So I do just want to acknowledge that and say thank you so much. It means so much and it's been a lovely start to the series. Now, I do have a few interesting episodes coming up over the next few weeks. So I'm going to be on the Celebration Sessions Instagram page asking you to get involved. I'll certainly want to hear from you. I'll want to hear your opinions on uh, on some different topics as well. So do keep an eye out for that. As I said, that's the Celebration Sessions Instagram page. Uh, The big news, of course, is that we're now, finally, it took a while, but we're finally on Google Podcasts and iTunes as well. Uh, So those platforms join Spotify, Amazon, Alexa. We're hosted by Acast, so you can find us there too. And, of course, connorclear.com as well. So lots of options to check the podcast out. And... Yeah, I'm going to be aiming to have a new episode each week, so don't forget to turn on your notifications as well. Okay, down to business and uh, the topic this week, we're back around to life. Uh, We're talking about motivation. And I have to say, I'm looking forward to introducing my guest uh, for this episode. Now, of course, it is important during a pandemic that we all go at our own speed. So for many of us, you know, we just have to take the small wins each day. We're living in exceptional times. So if that's getting dressed or getting out of bed on any given day, if that's your win, then take that and, and go with it. If it's sending that email that you've been meaning to send, then that's cool too. Whatever your win is, take it and run with it. That said, uh, I want to look at some younger members of society who are going through this pandemic as well. And my guest this time around has big hopes as she aims her sights towards Olympic hopes. Now, at 12 years of age, she's managing to get through school while she's training for the Olympics. She's dreaming big. So let's bring her in. Welcome to the celebration sessions, Lara Byrne. Lara, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am very well, thanks. I'm very well. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm delighted to chat to you. And thanks so much for taking time out of your schoolwork today to talk to me. Thanks for having me. Uh, No, listen, we were connected by a mutual friend of ours and she was singing your praise so much and she was telling me how inspirational you are and how motivated you are and she was telling me about the big dreams that you have. So where will we start? Let's start with um, your actual Olympic hopes. Tell me about what you're doing at the moment in, in, in that regard. Well, my hopes would be one day to ride in the Olympics. That'd be the big dream for me. We always have a saying on the yard saying dream big. And when I was really, really young, 
one of uh, my mum's friends said, came up to me one day and said, what do you want to be when you're older? And I said, I don't care. I just want to compete in the Olympics, horse riding. So horse riding, right. That's really cool. What area of horse riding is it? Uh, dressage. Dressage. Okay. So what does that entail? Um, dressage is basically where you try to do a series of movements on your horse inside white boarded um, arenas and then you'll be judged on how well you rode each movement. Okay, and how long have you been doing this for? Um, I've been doing it all my life, before I could walk. Before you could walk? Yeah. Wow, so you could, you could ride a horse before you could walk? Yeah. <laughs> that's fab, that's fab. And when did you realise that this is really what you wanted to do? Um, I can't really remember. It was, since the start, I was... I was always telling my mom to like, let me go. I want to do it by myself. Just let me go. I want to do it by myself. So then I just kind of got into it. And then when I finally realized dressage was the main I wanted to do, I just fell in love and couldn't stop doing it. That's fab. So you're 12 now. So that means you've yeah. been doing this, I can't do the maths, uh, like nine, nine, nine years, give or take probably. Yeah. And while you're doing all this training, obviously you're still doing your schoolwork as well. How do you yeah. balance the two? Um, I kind of, I will do the schoolwork and I do try my best in the schoolwork because I absolutely love school. And when I go home on a, when my trainer is there, we will try get the, um, my lesson done before I go back in to do my uh, homework and everything. And then if it's not, then I just go out and try get all my ponies ridden so I can actually come in and do like study really hard in my homework and try my best. Wow, fair play to you. And, and tell me then, what type of training do you do for dressage? Like, wh what do you do when, when you're training in the yard? Um, it's usually trying to progress on the movements that, I've already, that I already know. And then after we've nailed all of them, then we'll try and get to a new movement and try and nail that one to move on to a next to a next. Now, I don't know anything about horses, but that sounds like really tricky. So you're, you're obviously, you're tr like you're training yourself, but you're training the horse as well then, are you? Yeah. And do you have, you have your own horse? Um, yeah. Tell me about your horse. Um, he's a really young pony. He's just turned, I think it was six this year. Um, he's very green and green is where they're unexperienced. And with lockdown, he hasn't had much experience as we would have liked. And Jan and Mags are the ones who actually got me the pony. So it's a big thanks for them to actually getting it for me and giving me the opportunity to actually ride a savage pony like this. It was actually really good. And I'm really happy about it. Oh, that's super. What's his name? His name is Steindix Dally Gold, but we call him Dally. Dally. I love it. I love it. By the way, I repeated Dally. I didn't repeat the first bit because I'm like, that's a long name. Um, do you know what? I have friends who are into horses and I've been around them but I'm not that great on them. But I will tell you one story uh, that years ago I was in Italy with friends and they're like really experienced riders. So they were like, why don't we go off like trekking, you know, around the Italian mountains on horses? And I was like, yeah, count me in. So we did that. And it was myself and my good friend, Michelle and her sister, Emma. And we were just, you know, really enjoying the countryside and we were trotting along. And uh, Michelle and Emma said, we'd love to go off for a gallop. And I was like, listen, I'm not experienced <laughs> enough, so I'm not going to do that. Like, So they said, look, we'll meet you back there. So 
Emma and Michelle went off for a gallop, but my horse followed and galloped and sped up. And I was on top of the horse. I got such a fright. But all I could do was copy what I saw like jockeys do and, you know, in, in like in the races. So I just kind of hunkered down and I kept going. And they still jeer me about that to, to this day. They were like, Connor, that was insane. And I got such a fright. But I do love horses. So that's what I'm loving hearing all about this. So before COVID... Talk me through a normal day of balancing training and your school day. Well, I would get up very early to go out and feed all of the horses and make sure they have all their hay and water and then make sure they're all okay. Then I'd come in and just get ready for school, go to school. Then when I'd come back, I would try to get as I try to get as much homework as I could before I'd go out to the yard. And then we usually have like a time where we go out to the yard and then we'd go and we'd ride all the horses, muck them out and say goodnight to them and feed them and water them and everything. And then we'd come in, do homework and then get dinner and just go to bed. So and, and so you've got two parts of the day when you're with the horses really then, don't you? Is that yeah. the morning and the afternoon? Yeah. Wow. And then has that changed since COVID now that, you know, let's say if you're at home for school? Um, yeah, it's changed a lot because I still get up in the mornings to go and feed them, but it doesn't have to be as early in the morning. I can do it at the usual time they do get done. And then when we do go outside, when we have loads of time to do whatever we want, we're not kind of like rushing and we can get like spend much more time out with them. So all of my day is out there and then we have to put them all out in the field after I and then bring them all in and yeah. And then can I ask, because it sounds so busy, you obviously have time to have friends as well, do you? Yeah, my horsey friends are the ones I see the most because we usually see them at shows. And then I see at days off, it's when the times that I usually am able to go out and see my school friends. And we we always, they always seem to come over to my house because I can never go over to their house. And then they love all my friends from school. They're always like, can you go out and look at the ponies? And I was like, okay, yes. Yeah. So they yeah. all come out and yeah. look at the ponies. <laughs> they absolutely love it. Do you know, I'm like that with my friends as well who have horses. I'm like, can we go and look at their horses? <laughs> so I totally get that. Um, and that's really cool. Do you know what I really like about that is the fact that obviously this is your passion and your life, but it's so important to have friends outside that as well. So the fact that you've got school friends as well, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. So talk to me then about the Olympics. Are you are, are you aiming then for Paris in 2024? No, because <laughs> I'll still no? be on ponies. I'm only able to go onto a horse when I'm 16. So 16. So um, what Olympics are after? Will that be 2030? Depending on what horse you have, it's a long time away. But you know what? I think it'll fly in. It'll fly in. It will. And look, at least if it's not going to be Paris 2024, at least you don't have to learn French. So you <laughs> That's <know>, true. That's, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, are you doing any languages in school? Um, yeah, I'm just Irish in our school. But when I go into secondary school, I want to do German as well. Oh, nice. Oh, I love German. German's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... Your day between school and friends and training, it sounds so busy. What motivates you? What motivates me? I'd say it's my flaws and the things I'm not so good at because it makes me feel like I'm not, I can't do it, which makes me want to do even more. So it will just push me further and further and further. So it's that drive then to, I love the fact that you've identified flaws and you're 
driven then to, to fix, fix them and come yeah. back to that and, and go back and mend that. That's phenomenal. Um, have you pictured yourself up on the podium? Yeah, many times. Many times, have you? <laughs> Do you know the words to the national anthem? No. <laughs> well, listen, I think if you're putting so much work into this, I think you should learn the words of the national anthem. And then when you're on that podium, you can belt it out then. Um, ha- have you practiced your speech when you're on the Late Late Show? Like when you're talking to Ryan, yeah, Ryan, it, it's been an amazing journey and I worked so hard. Have you practiced that? Uh, no, but I have been practicing on the Late Late Toy Show. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. Um, tell me this, who then do you look up to? Who's your hero? In Ireland, my two heroes would be Heike Holstein and Kate DeWire. Um, Kate Dwyer, writers. Uh, yeah, they're on the Irish squad, and they're called Girls in Green. They compete for Ireland in dressage. Kate Dwyer is my um my trainer, my dressage trainer, and Heike Holstein is a good friend of ours. Oh, that's really cool. That's re- it's great that you have people to look up to then as well. That's really cool. So you've got like positive role models in your life like that. Yeah. And then away from that, then. Would there be celebrities or anyone like that that you think are really cool? Um, Charlotte Dujardin, I think, is really cool as well. She's a famous dressage rider. She's from England. Oh, wow. And has she entered in the Olympics? Yeah, she won the gold medal in the Olympics on a horse called Vallegro. Very good. Very good. It's great. I'm so thrilled that you've got like positive role models like that and people that you can look up to. Um, have you ever... Have you ever imagined doing anything else? Is this, this is your one vision in life, I think, is it? I have a good few. Like, I'd like to try do eventing because I have a pony that would do jumping and I'm trying to kind of go maybe pony club eventing and stuff on him. But the main thing right now would be the dressage to hopefully go to the Europeans. Okay, so at least you've got options. And then in terms of all of this training and a timeline and going from... Uh, ponies onto larger horses then do you have a plan um I'd say get a horse at 14 so I have a while to like build a bond and teach them from the start and kind of a youngish horse so I'm teaching him like my way of riding it instead of other people's ways are there things that you'll need to work on yourself then I mean I know you mentioned your flaws and I'm sure they're not as you know, as significant as you think they are. And it's great that you're able to work on them. But is there anything uh, in your training that you're like, I need to, I need to do this now? Like, I kind of need to relax a little bit more because sometimes I get a little bit nervous when I'm going into the arena. I'm just like, I have to pull out the good score. I have to pull out the good score. But then when I'm actually in the arena, I have great fun. I just completely forget about that. And my nerves just drain out of me. But it's just going into the arena. I need to kind of chill down a bit do you get nervous when you when you compete yeah um when I'm going into the arena I kind of do and then once I go up that center line I'm just like oh no it's fine it's fine I have Dally like it's okay there's always a moment I think because I get nervous as well like because when I'm not doing podcasts I do like things on stage and I do like theater and things like that and there's always the moment before you walk out that you just get so nervous but there's always the point where my body goes Connor, you've got this. Yeah. Are you the same? Like, Yeah. Instead, it's kind of Dally saying, what are you nervous about? I got this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because at least you've got a pal with you while you're yeah. while you're competing. It's not just you. It's the two of you working together. Whenever he gets a little nervous, I just give him a pat. I'm like, it's okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, 
sorry, I know what I'm doing. Just leave me alone. I oh, got that's this. cute. Do you do you think he does get nervous? Yeah, sometimes when we first got him, whenever the truck would like pull up to to the side to like load it up and stuff, he'd start shaking because he'd be so afraid. And then mum would be like, "I can't stop him shaking. He's shaking, and I have loads of rugs in him, and he's like not cold or anything." I just go in and give him an apple and give him a big hug, and he stopped shaking straight away. Oh, that's super cute. And then like that, obviously you've got your friends then with you, Dali, to calm you down. But are, do you have any little tips or tricks or anything you say to yourself to, to calm the nerves? Um, when I go into the arena, I like to take a, like, a big deep breath and give them a little scratch on the neck. Just be like, it's okay. We got this. Let's just do it the best we can. Do you know what? That's really profound, I think, because that's, I think, what a lot of grown-ups do as well. When we get nervous or when we get anxious, uh, and whenever my friends come to me, if they tell me they're nervous or anxious about something, I always say, stop and take a deep breath. Yeah. Because there's nothing that any of us can't can't deal with. You just stop and breathe. So that's always really, really important. Fair play to you. Do you know what? Actually, we, we've been talking for so long now, and I don't want to keep you from, from uh, your schoolwork or getting back to the yard. So we'll start to wrap it up. And I think I'll finish on this question. So from where you're at now in your training, right? Yeah. This is probably a bit of a weird question, but let's see how we get on with this. If you could send a message to your older self, 16, 18, 20-year-old self, just about to compete, just about to go out into the arena for a big competition, what message would 12-year-old you right now send to that older version of you? Um, Probably just give it socks. That's it. Give it socks. That is a lovely note to wrap this up on. Lara, you're actually fab. You're so motivated. Thank um, you. You're so grown up and mature as well. And like, I've really gotten an, uh, an awful lot out of this chat. Um, and it was Mags, uh, our mutual friend who connected uh, myself and yourself and your mum, Sonia, as well. And Sonia's there as well, in fact. How are you, Sonia? How are you? Sonia, you must be so proud of Lara. Definitely. Yeah. She's a hard grafter. She's a grafter. She's a grafter. Listen, you must be so proud and um, fair play to you for for supporting Lara and encouraging Lara through this journey because there's just so much potential and so much possibility. Oh, definitely. No, she's a hard worker and it's all off her own back. Said to her, if you want them, you put the work in and she is. So very proud. Very proud indeed. Very proud. Well, look, I just want to say... Sonia, thank you to you as well for facilitating this. Uh, thanks to our mutual friend Mags who uh, connected us up. Um, but Lara, I'm wishing you uh, all the best on your journey. I'm so excited to hear how you get on. Um, so keep in touch. Will you let us know how you get on through through the journey? Definitely. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, listen, and come here, maybe someday uh, you'll come back and talk to us again on the celebration sessions, will you? You'll remember us when you're famous definitely <laughs> listen Lara and Sonia thank you so much and the very best of luck thank you thank you super Lara Byrne there and yeah what an inspirational young person so motivated and I love hearing stories like that there really is so much hope for the next generation and you know what I think it reminds me actually of two quotes um one is Obama's slogan, which I think was around about 2008, I think, of, yes, we can. It's Phaedra Lynn. We can do this. We can get through this. And the other one, interestingly enough, I got a, a notification this week on my Celebrant Instagram page. Side note, Connor Clear Celebrant. <laughs> and I had a little back and forth with somebody who noticed an old picture that I put up of a book of mine on the Persian poet Rumi. 
And knowing the support that I see Lara has behind her there, it reminds me of a stunning quote uh, by Rumi. Set your life on fire. Seek those who fan your flames. I just think that's such a a powerful image and a gorgeous quote as well. And it reminds me as well, in turn then, um, it's a similar message to what Andrea Hayes, a good friend of mine and and a, a previous guest on this series on the celebration sessions, she has often said to me, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I just think it's a, it's a, it's a lovely message and a, a lovely little quote and affirmation to have in your mind. Uh, but okay, there you are. Um, on that note, thanks once again to Lara and Sonia. Thanks to you, the listener. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Celebration Sessions on whatever platform you use. So we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Alexa, SoundCloud, and we are hosted by Acast. And of course, uh, we're on connorclear.com as well, where you can find out more about my ceremonies as well. So thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Take care. This has been the Celebration Sessions.